City, City Limits. Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City Limits. Let's be together. All right, John's getting himself together. The mics will come on, and it's City Limits. Welcome to City Limits. And uh, John getting himself together was, in fact, trying to put a pair of headphones together. Yeah, uh, that's right. Blame me. Blame that's me. why yeah. people need to <laughs> donate to um, the Radiothon, that's so we right. can just that's get right. John's <laughs> new headphones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, that was John McPherson. It was also Meg Kimber, and I'm Kevin Healy. It is City Limits, and Meg's back, John. I mean, John yes. was on two weeks ago because we had it disrupted last month with people away selfishly going to work at any money. And I heard some people very selfishly unwell also. Unwell and yeah. mystic. So John, John's on two weeks out of three, which is he's a regular now. Oh. But the You're good, a co-host now, John. The good Sorry. news arising out of that, John, of course, is that afterwards when we go to the coffee lounge, yes. Meg's going to shout us a bang-up breakfast because <laughs> she, she's earned all this money. All right. <laughs> she's right. A, a rich woman. So, uh, all right. Now, yes. now, brush yourselves, everybody. Anything I'm, you want. I'm going to move the microphone. Right. Oh, I didn't make that much oh, noise. Oh, no, it wasn't, wasn't as bad as normal. No. Um, and it is the Airport Transport Day again, two and three, John. You're getting a bonus. Yes, Absolute we are. Bonus. Lucky uh, people out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we're going to discuss, uh, among other things, the airport link because the government now has settled on or seems to have settled on a route for mm. one and a time scale, which means it actually could be ready in eight years. I mean, oh. it's, it's an express service, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brace yourselves, everybody. It's um, it's the airport bus for eight more years. Yes, and uh, and and maybe longer. Who knows? In fact, well, it yeah, it, it yeah, is interesting. Yeah. I mean, the state government and the federal government seem to have sort of, you know, informally reached a sort of agreement that it'll be the via Sunshine, via St Albans route. This is very unusual for the governments to actually sort of vaguely agree on something, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They used to yeah. just spat, yeah. spat away yeah. there. Yeah. Even funding and things. But anyway, yes. Yeah, we'll, well, the funding. Okay, I'm going to pour some teas. We want three teas? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yes, that's one each, of course. I don't mean. <laughs> three each. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Jolly good kid. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, He's doing well, folks. Very, very steady home. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's today's 1st of August, so I'm... <laughs> I've had 31 days without alcohol, don't forget. <laughs> oh, is that why I can see the clear look which, in your, your eyes? Which will, which will conclude today at some stage. In fact, my former co-presenter here, Doug, um, one year on August 1, he decided to go out with me on a bit of a breakout day and he swore he'd never do it again. It was <laughs> you make up for the whole month that was in it. the day. That was it. it anyway, was, um, right. okay. uh, yeah, so that's the case there. We'll be drinking tea at the moment, which is all very good. Um, I just, just a very quick one and kick off with, um, there's a headline in the Herald Sun on whatever day it was, Monday of this week, alarm as thugs pose as cops. And I thought to myself, well, how would you know the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, Kevin, point. from you, that's an oldie bit of goodie. <laughs> how would you pick? Anyway, yeah, that's right. I, I, listen, I am. If there's kids listening, little children, take them out of the room. I'm going to crack a very, very naughty, nasty, nasty line. Okay, we'll block, block their little ears. Yeah, this is, oh, this is, this is re- even I'm disgusted by what I'm going to say, okay? <laughs> um, this issue in Tasmania, which really is serious, the woman who was sacked by cricketers 
Australia because ah, yes, she yes. put her views on abortion and she'd had one herself and had to leave the state and her reasons are, are quite, I think, quite reasonable. Mm. Um, but it struck me that, um, and this is the awful line, mm. that if Tennis Australia, maybe they see the answer to women needing abortions mm. as a little bit of balls tampering. <laughs> balls tampering. Mm. <laughs> John's <Told>, face. <laughs> told you it was bad. It was, Kevin. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's it. Well, it, did you get that out of the Herald Sun? No, no, but it's in, it's in line. You've been reading that paper too long. It's in line with trying to cover up some things this year, as you know. Um, well, that, that wasn't meant to be a bad thing. We'll yeah, 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 okay. Well, that, that's the way that one wasn't intended. I'm going to have a sip of tea. Yeah. Give it a... <laughs> anyway, um, all the pundits got it pretty correct last weekend with those by-elections. Um, and I don't, just want to comment on how the pundits went because James Campbell, the very, very conservative political writer in, um, hard to believe, the Herald Sun, Yeah. Um, his headline on uh, Friday was Bill's under siege and he knows it. So we had the Labor Party totally thrashed by, by, yep, yep. by Friday. Yep. Um, the Philip Curry, the, um, the political editor of the Financial Review on the Friday, had a headline, Labor's nuclear option might just as easily self-destruct. He had Ooh. them gone. And on the uh, Thursday, a bloke called Graham Young, who is uh, listed as Executive Director of the Australia Institute for Progress, which I expect is oh, a yeah. very conservative body, um, his headline was, Why It's Labor That's Copping the Longman Protest Vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tough question, but how many of them got it wrong? Hmm. All of them. <laughs> oh. And um, Tazzy, the Braddon one got flipped basically on preferences from a school. Good fisherman? The fisherman, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, yay, Tazzy. About, <laughs> about whom they spread all these uh, hate things and all this Did sort of they? stuff. Did they? I didn't know anything oh, spread, about it. Apparently but... he, got, he got fined or he, he, got, he got fined. Back in 24 years ago, when he must have been very young, he got up for, knocking, for punching a copper. And oh, it was, right. But it was a, a woman copper, which isn't Ooh. good. Isn't good. Um, and th- but they, they therefore they associated with hating police and hating women stuff. And they, the Liberals ran that very strongly in the campaign. But it backfired because everyone in the area knew him, and they'd known him yeah. for years. Yeah. And yeah. He'd That's all the thing. Just the guy who propped up the corner of the bar at the pub. Yeah. Yeah. We don't condone hitting women, of course. The no. other, the other bit, we can, if you can get away with it, have a, have a crack at it. Um, <laughs> the uh, we've mentioned the last couple. Couple of weeks, um, which Meg probably wouldn't know about, John. But we, I think we raised oh, well, no, been, no, she's been, she's been, been earning, yeah, earning she's money been to get us breakfast. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> no one's but, been here to podcast the show, so I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What a tragedy for everybody. Um, <laughs> people, people have been writing in. <laughs> a, a bloke called Phil Gatians, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he was a former advisor to Costello. He's recently been an advisor to Morrison, uh, and he's been appointed and takes over today, in fact, I think, I think it's today, <coughs> as head of Treasury, which, of course, plays a key oh, role. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, That yes, one, yes. and there were other appointments. His assistant was also an ex-advisor to, to Liberal ministers, uh, and they appointed the new head of the Productivity Commission from the same ranks. Right. And, but, the same very limited And ranks. last week we mm. pointed out Gaitens himself had come out and said, look, he, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm just, and, and a bloke a bloke who knew him from the Institute of Public Affairs or somewhere, some really reliable source, said he's, you know, he, he'd make a great head of Treasury. He's unbiased and all those things. It's wonderful. Well, now the most awful things happened. Um, Chris Bowen, the Labor shadow, says that if they, when they win, if they win, they're going to sack him. 
Yes. The horror. Yes, it's bloody awful, isn't it? Oh, um, and it, it, he said that, and this is interesting. Um, I don't have a quite. He said he don't have a quarrel with um, with the role of political staff. But my quarrel is that this man has now been appointed the Secretary of Treasury, a role which should be entirely non-partisan, beyond reproach when it comes to partisan <laughs> politics. He, the Treasurer treats the Treasury as his personal plaything when it should be the preeminent economic policy-making institution, etc. But what this Gateshans bloke did when he worked for Morrison, you might recall when Labor in the, before the last election came up with a policy about, um, about um, refunds for excess franking credits, which is to do with shares and things, and within minutes, the Morrison came out attacking them, saying it's going to hurt pensioners and mm-hmm. low-income people, etc. And it turned out that Gaetjens had, in fact, asked Treasury for um, for all this information, which they could immediately use. And that's what Labor's now saying shows mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. totally political and that you can't trust him, and you know, etc., etc. But uh, so it's ongoing. There you are. Yeah. Well, that's it's it's very sad. You know, the conservative side of politics talks about maintaining all the old values and all that sort of thing. But Which they do by appointing their own. Yeah, yeah. But, they, well, but, but in, effect, you know, in, mm. in, in fact, they are, they are more partisan usually yes. than Labor. Well, Labor. Alexander this week, you know, he said the old values, his family has been yeah, behind all the values. Right. They're nation builders. Uh, yeah, that's in fact, right, on the week yes. that was, he's won the... the, the, the the spit the dummy award of the week. Yes, uh, yes, yes. He, <laughs> he couldn't get his daughter into yeah, his old seat. They all hated him, and uh, it was yeah, telling all these new these parvenus, these new people, yes, parvenus who hated them. Right. And of course, his daughter actually lives and works in Victoria. She mm, um, mm. she went over there just with his things, so she'll head back here now, I assume. And, uh, she and went she, over uh, and lived there so that she could run for the seat. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she'll now head back to Victoria. So, uh, yep. And yeah. she, of course, comes out of the IPA, that wonderfully balanced. Um, yeah, which I have news about. Which I don't know whether you've covered, but oh, yes. uh, donations, like the recent uh-huh. r- revelations from the court case, right? Yeah. I was just reading yeah. this in the Saturday paper. Yeah. Um, that Gina Reinhart donated $2.3 million to the IPA in 2016 mm-hmm. and $2.2 million in 2017. Yeah. And the, so out of the annual income, that was like almost half in one year and almost a third in another wow. year. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, they they have they have a, a strict policy of not divulging it. That's who right. Their donors are, yeah, and that only came out through the court case. Yep. Well, within the family, but yes, the, the court case between members of of Reinhardt's uh, family. I that's think, what the court case I was. Think, yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah, because yeah. um, it only showed two years right. of what the donations were. So the rest of the time, you just have to guess because they're not going to say in there. No, mm. yeah. no, very yeah. open, very, very, very open. open. <laughs> and the court case is, of course, about her kids wanting to have some control over this, um, mm-hmm. this. Um, this thing set up it's that he's the father trust that yeah. the old man set up for yeah. all of them, yeah. which has heaps and heaps of money in it. Yes. Now, if we remember that Gina, in fact, her wealth came from the fact that her dad mm. impregnated her mum and then found all that stuff at Mount Tom Price mm-hmm. and became very rich. And then he died and that, helped, that contributed to her wealth incredibly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, arising in the court case, Gina has said 
And this is the bit I have trouble with, and uh, there, it seems to me there might be a slight contradiction here, but someone might correct me. Um, having, having earned her money essentially from inheriting from her father, she says the kids don't deserve any of this because they, 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 they paid none of the shares and have done nothing to contribute to it. Oh, mm. Is this her own children that she's... Yes, yes, three adult children. Um, that's what the court case is all about. It's um, about, gee, mm. this, that particular case is about the kids wanting more control of the trust fund that her father left for all of them, oh. that she controls totally. But in reality, it's probably about avoiding paying a lot of tax oh, to John, the federal government. John, John. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, dear I'm afraid, me. That, I'm afraid that, that's the real reason, folks. <laughs> dear, dear me, what a sad... What a and the kids are a, actually a, like, well, could we have some of the... Yeah, that's right. The kids yeah, are like, no, no, no. Yeah. It, makes for, it makes for great Mother's Day at Gina's place, let me tell you that. Uh, I bet. That's not awkward at all. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Now, um, <clears throat> on, on environment issues... Um, this is this is really worrying. Um, scientists studying the critically endangered Leadbeater's possum. You might have said this is actually in the Herald Sun of all places. Wow. Leadbeater's possum in Victoria's Central Highlands fear feral cats could push the mammal close to extinction. While studying nesting boxes, University of Melbourne student Leo McComb photographed a cat taking a swipe at a possum and he set up remote cameras, etc. But then the worst part is... Um, the researchers trapped seven cats in the area and were alarmed to discover two contained lead beater remains in their stomachs. Uh. There's further camera monitoring, etc. So it's pretty worrying. And um, feral cats are such a dreadful. Dream. And lead beaters mm. are such tiny little things. They're very vulnerable to. Uh, yeah. To so a cat, that's I would uh, think. pretty ordinary. And um, South mm. Thirty Two, which is a company that hived off from BHP, it's sort oh, of there's still yes, that connection. Yes. Yeah, they've got a uh, a mine in Colombia. And recently, um, the Colombian Constitutional Court found that waste from the 32 Cher- the Cerro Matozo mine had led to members of the seven indigenous and Afro-Colombian communities surrounding the mine being diagnosed with problems including lung cancer and high levels of nickel in their blood and urine. The court ordered South 32 to pay damages to the communities and provide permanent health care to locals suffering a range of conditions, including lung cancer and rheumatoid pneumoconiosis. Between 4,000 and 5,000 people live in the communities, and pneumoconiosis is because you get it breathing in dust and and, oh, okay. um, and stuff. It's and and particles, really particles, yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's how they would have got it. Uh, was also ordered to apply for a new licence to operate with new conditions, etc., etc. And it's, anyway, this is the bit I find interesting. South has strongly disputed the fall. Well, the first part's interesting, but because the way these people treat communities. Mm. But South 32 has strongly disputed the findings and has applied to the court to annul the decision. The miner believes the court has failed to pay sufficient attention to a medical report that found no link. Now, I wonder who produced that report. <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't say, but I'll um, take a stab. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Between the minor and illnesses, etc. And has instead established new environmental and health standards that go beyond. Isn't it wonderful? We believe that is just fundamentally unreasonable. Chief Operating Officer Mike Fraser said, "A decision on annulment can come at any moment." In the meantime, South Thirty Two has started discussions with the Colombian government about taking the matter to international arbitration if its annulment attempt is unsuccessful. 
South 32 could take the step under a bilateral investment agreement between Britain and Colombia. The Cerro Matoso mine is owned by a British subsidiary of uh, South 32. Fraser said the case had raised important issues about the investment climate in Colombia. Yes, it's awful. We've essentially initiated the conversations with the government to inform them that this will be the next step in our process. While the compliance to the court order is one issue, we we believe this is placing Colombia as a country in a very difficult position where the laws of the land set by the government are now able to be completely modified by a court process. Well, where isn't that the case? But anyway... (laughs) Fraser said South 32 operates in many countries. We will we'll comply with the law, but don't change the rules halfway through. Um, right. Yes, that's right, through some very don't, arbitrary don't, process. Don't well, stop us stop it, stopping the people. That's mm. right. Like the very mm. arbitrary process, the change of rules seems to be that people are getting these diseases, mm. and if they are and the rules were there in the first place, then you let them get the disease because you don't want to change the rules. Nickel's very valuable at the moment. I'm sure yes. they've got a, a, an incredibly high um, profit mm. margin in that mine. Oh, they're only there to help the people. <laughs> in fact, the story goes on to say how much they've spent on helping the Help local the people, people yeah. towards yeah. the right. Well, yeah. Anyone want to top up? I'm going to top up here. Anyone else want to top up? I'm tea. still going, thanks. You're still going. I yep. hear that, John, rejecting yeah. our tea. Yeah. <laughs> tinkle, tinkle, thank you. Yes. I have another <laughs> bit of news. Yes. Um, I'm not sure also if you've covered this, but Fairfax and Nine. Yes. Um. Uh, nine bought a controlling stake of Fairfax, which means mm. the end of uh, era Fairfax. for Fairfax, basically. Mm. Fairfax, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you used to work, Kevin? Where was it? No, no, I never worked with him. Oh, okay. No, I worked with Murdoch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He says that quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? I didn't hear. <laughs> Lord Rupert. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a different dark, kind of media landscape, yeah, I think, yeah. with this that change. Well, it is, Joe. But also, I, I think it, you know, you're given that Channel Nine's actually running, and it's not, it's not really a, it's not really an amalgamation; it's a takeover. Mm. Yeah. Um, and given that, I think the we can guarantee now the Financial Review and the Age and the the, um, the Fairfax Papers will uh, have exciting news like... Dull bludgers. Uh, yeah, or a, yeah. Sep- or a septuagenarian hitting the wrong button, hitting the accelerator and going through a pizza window and everyone telling us, you know, I heard this bang, I thought it was a bomb. and uh, Or in some street, you know, someone getting bashed and saying, you don't expect that in this sort of street. Uh, mm. Uh, or, youths of yes, African appearance right. going to a party. Or youths, yeah. that's right, definitely, and, yeah. and, and crashing a car into a police car, and you expect they, they certainly look like African youth, didn't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of it's news we're going to get note. now, front yep. page news in, yep. Papers, the fa- yeah. in the Fin Review. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor old Fairfax will continue to slide. And But oh. it's 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 been made possible by the changes to media ownership laws right. that mm. were passed in September. Yeah. And the government's boasting about it. Yeah, they're congratulating everybody, yeah. Yeah. particularly themselves, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, is that I think name? especially themselves, John. <laughs> Only themselves. <laughs> They're worried now uh, after the the by-elections. Yeah, well, yeah. they should be. I noticed Morrison this morning on, on AM was shrieking even louder in his interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, gets, I didn't hear him he this gets, morning. But he gets this sort of shrieking edge to his voice. It gets yeah. louder and louder and louder. <laughs> I switched to this station about that time, but later on I went to the other station again. And uh-huh. interesting story, um, virtually as I was leaving, walking out the door, in fact, that um, about the fact that since penalty rates are being cut, they people like Domino's, etc., haven't cut in any way 
the surcharge they've been putting on on Sundays, mm. um, let's say, oh, okay. to pay penalty rates. <clears throat> and the bloke from um, Domino's came on and he made a very good case for why they haven't cut them because they're still losing anyway on the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. And, and they don't have workers. They don't, like, you know, they're not workers, in no, fact. No, they're no. team members. Oh, okay. Team members. Oh, I thought yeah, they'd be yeah. individual contractors. No, te- well, they <laughs> may well be, but they're also team members. <laughs> um, so um, that's the case. But right. yes, it's. It, but um, he made a very strong case of why they can't cut the surcharge, even though they're not paying yeah, workers yeah, the same wages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it's still it's still awful as usual. Everything's still terrible, and they're not making any money, and it's still dreadful. When you look at Domino's, I mean, yeah. if you if you look at the thirty six million when they advertised the baskets got what? 30, but That's when crazy. you see the biggest, the highest paid. CEO in Australia. Oh. When oh. you see the product on, on television advertised, supposed to entice you to eat it, I think they're obviously trying to kill their customers. I mean, <laughs> it's, they even have one that has cheese in the bloody in in the dough right. as well as the yeah. well as about eight cheeses on the bloody <laughs> thing. Yeah, they have a cheese a cheese laden ring <laughs> around the outside. Yeah. 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 They've probably got to deal with some kind of heart surgeons or something. Like, <laughs> 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 Must have. <laughs> well, if, Anyway, yes, st- we can give you a cheap deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just won't last long. You can pump out your, pump out your cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> now, from the Financial Times, which was republished in the Fin Review, actually, but um, about the, the we've talked about many times the extreme weather across the globe, mm-hmm. and the, it just goes on and on about it. But there are some awful things. Um, one bloke. Um, one one expert says so. Our adaptive process will be a zigzag reacting to fire disasters. It is, it is heartbreaking, but unfortunately, that seems to be the trajectory we're on. We'll just have to deal with more death and destruction. That's his conclusion. Um, Was that a fireman from fire? No, it's a bloke called Bowman, who's an, an academic um, researcher into right. climate change, right. um, and um, in Sweden, there's currently a fire that's totally out of control. And they can't stop it because, one, they haven't, they've had so few fires over the years they haven't got the capacity, mm. et cetera. Mm. Um, but it's, it's going yeah, it's so, all over the so world. Yeah. Yeah, be all, aren't there fires in, inside the Arctic Circle? Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. also mentioned here. That, yeah. um, and wow. that was, yes, that's, that's mentioned here as well, yeah, the Arctic yeah. Circle. Yeah. Uh, fire burning inside the Arctic Circle, a result of drought and heat that have made forests there unusually combustible. Peatlands in the UK, traditionally protected from blazes by moisture, have also been burning amid a heat wave, etc. It goes on. But there's an interesting point they make as well. On average, richer countries in the Northern Hemisphere will see less negative impacts than poorer countries closer to the equator, according to the study in Nature. Some countries could even benefit. For example, in Sweden, global warming could mean more sunshine and faster-growing forests, but they keep burning down, of course, Mm. uh, providing a boost to its timber industry. Short-term. yeah, short term, but it just uh, paints this awful picture. And the fact that the, you know, the one and a half thing at Paris is, doesn't look like being reached at all, they're going to go mm. over it, and we have to start looking at 3 4 and 5%. Um, it's funny that they keep yeah. on making these goals, and then, and then they, everyone just goes back to their countries and just be like, oh, well, like 1%. Yeah. Oh, well, we kind of tried. But they're just saying stuff. Well, everybody's trying a lot harder than Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says, however, many of the signatories have not made commensurate commitments to reach that goal. Yeah. 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 Uh, We are about the worst, apparently. Yeah. Recent assessment. Per capita, I think. We in we in the USA we're about Mm. the worst in terms of not not taking big, you know, getting serious. Whereas good old New Zealand, they're they're very they're up right up 
Yeah. Yeah, right off the top. Yeah, mm. I think we should all move to New Zealand. I think so. Yeah. A lot of the article, of course, being in the Financial Times and republished in the Fin Review, goes about goes on about the economic oh, yes. um, results of all this, all the yeah. impact on the but, economy. But in fact, but, the Financial uh, Times is, is probably a more balanced rag than the Australian uh, Financial Review, I have to say. But also, mm-hmm. isn't wasn't I saw something recently, I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. where I heard it, um, that companies are now having there's pressure on companies to factor in the effects of climate change on the bottom mm. line. Otherwise, um, mm-hmm. f- you know, shareholders could be yeah. could take action against them for not taking reasonable... Or the shareholders could be, yeah. could be held liable too for not, <clears throat> for not enforcing, you know, yeah. um, forcing companies to yeah. take... take you you, because, you, it's, yeah. you know, it's becoming a known... Risk, you know, yeah, it's it is a risk, yeah, and yeah. if it's and if if a company director knows of a risk and doesn't take any action, it yeah, can be exactly, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Well, the regulatory authority here, in fact, has made that the law now that companies right. That's boards boards have to um, mm. have to include in their reports uh, that what they're doing about mm. the impact of climate or you know to offset it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yes. Well. Oh, no, there was, some, there was some brilliant comment I was going to make there. Yeah. <laughs> right, have another well, sip of tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might take quite a lot. There's Nine another 20. 40 minutes, so oh, okay. if it comes Thanks back to well. you. Now, we've got number two before John starts to shake, okay. so we've we'll, oh, okay. we'll got another two. Um, and, feeling, and on I'm that, feeling quite uh, calm. Speaking of, my no, God, yeah, two, any shake. We'll no, watch no, those hands in two minutes, though, John. <laughs> um, but we've, we've got uh, um, poor old Michaela Cash. She's... Um, as you know, the, the, the can't the, take a shot. Can't no, you? the the DPP um, um, has um, has asked has been or at least is looking at um, maybe laying charges. It's been referred to the DPP that situation where the raid took place on the AWU office. That's right. Yeah. The, the press were there and the media the, were all alerted. The brilliant event. That's was right. Going to be the end of Bill Shorten. And, and everyone in office spent recall. the whole day <laughs> alerting the press and carrying mm-hmm. on. But Michaela mm-hmm. had no idea this was taking place. No, no idea, no, whatever. No. And she's um, another one that says everything very loudly, doesn't she? Yes, that's right. That was that's when she. It was during that that she she raised the point that she could name every young woman in Shorten's office um, she'd heard rumours about. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes. Which was a wonderful thing for a woman, particularly to say. I would have thought anyone to say, but mm. particularly someone who claims hey, to be a uh, feminist. Hey, remember my brilliant point. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Stop the press. <laughs> right, right, Jay. Insurance. The insurance industry worldwide is very convinced about climate change. Uh. And, of course, they have a lot, they have a lot of influence yeah. on, on big companies because big companies pay an awful lot for their insurance. Yep. Yeah, we've made yep. that point here before. Mm. They're, they're the canary in the coal mine as yes. far as climate change yes. goes because they, they know and they're... That's they're, right. They're, just, yeah. and they're very hard-nosed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And... Um, Last, as we know, the Herald Sun for ages has been promoting, promoting, promoting um, the fact that they were wrought by the Labor Party in the last election, and they've built it up to the stage now where there might be charges laid, or he, you know, etc. Um, <clears throat> and it's all over the front page every day. Now, last week it came out that the Liberal Party had done similar things. Mm. Um, but that never got a run in the in the Herald Sun no, at all, no, at all, not a, all, not a mention. No, not a mention. With the other stuff all over the front. Fascinating. But finally, they couldn't. But then Labor referred it to the police this week, and they, they couldn't right. avoid it. So, page two tucked away behind a photo of uh, Russell Crowe, a big photo. Mouth guards are hit with girls. That's a one for sport. 
Beach Road Truck Bands, John. That's one we might even have. Oh, had. okay. Yep. Um, but above it, a couple of paragraphs, a single column, page two, where you bury things in newspapers, mm-hmm. yep, yep. the left-hand page. Sure. Um, they say that the Andrews government has moved to drag the opposition into the, into the police investigation of its rorts for vote scheme. Um, and in fact, in a telling interview I saw, the interviewer implied that it was tit for tat and you don't dare do it. I mean, if they did it, well, doesn't matter. The fact that you're playing tit for tat, if you both did it, then only one of you should be prosecuted. You know, how mm. dare you say, because the other lot yeah. did it, etc. Um, but, um, oh. you know, if they both did rot, well, let them pay the consequences. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. But, you know, it seems to me that there's a little more emphasis on the, particularly with Lord Rupert, um, about yes, it's the... Yes, it's a little, it's a teeny-weeny little article, isn't yes, it? Yeah, a really yes. striking photo of Russell Crowe as well. Like, they've really done a good job to distract yeah. you. That's right. He's taking right. tips yes, from your right. beard that's care. Right. Well, he's playing yeah. some role in an Ed Kelly movie, apparently. And that's, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's... that's uh, and he was at it, I think he was watching his... The, the, the rugby team he owns, or something. Um, I'll just finish on this note, John, before we go. Um, sure. This will, because I know we mentioned earlier about the fact that it's now August and I'm going to have a drink again. <laughs> and, uh, I've stopped being a teetotaler. Uh, but, but John, this this is really worrying. This is his big worry, particularly for a man like you. Oh. Um, they're now selling wine in cans. <laughs> No, not the place up north or not the place in France. <laughs> Things with tin yeah, around them. Oh, yeah? Or aluminium, oh, yeah. aluminium or whatever. Is that so terrible? Well, you, would you drink, would you get even a can of wine? And You're a wine snob, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's pretty weird. In other words, John, I mean, you'll, you'll drink anything. <laughs> frank, well, frankly, frankly my, most of my wine does come out of casks. <laughs> ah, well, there you are. <laughs> but, uh, there you yeah. are. See, I've, 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 I've um, lowered, his, yeah. I've lowered my own yeah. reputation. Yeah. Yeah. He's already worried and yeah. 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 I was yeah, in a state of panic when I read completely that. Completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if it spreads? What if it takes off? <laughs> oh, what are they trying to achieve with that? They're trying to sell wine to oh, kids at. They're aiming for some market, young. obviously. Yeah, yeah. it's probably is, is it nineteen-year-olds? Something, something nasty. No, no, it's Moscato. Oh, um, which I suppose it's deserves like a to sweet be in a can. Wine. Yeah, that, I suppose if we think oh, about oh, it, it does deserve to be in a can. Yeah. for the yeah. teenage market. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe in that case, it's I don't think many people over the age of twenty would. In drink fact, it. it's a bit worrying because Ms. Smith, Ms. Smith, who is the. Um, Chief white and sparkly winemaker at the South Australian Winery. Uh-huh. Um, she said there were no plans to expand beyond Moscato, thank God, <laughs> which, which lent itself well to a can because of its, quote, refreshing frizzante style. Oh, uh, there you are. Blurned, blurned. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Or Why it couldn't come out of a bottle and still be refreshing, but I don't well, know. Well, that's right. Anyway. You can still see the bubbles that way. got to 30, It's the beginning Johnny. of the end. <laughs> all of, right. of all the news, this is the one that's broken, oh, Kevin. I'll have to lay down the law. Transport <laughs> yeah. time, folks. Transport. Okay, back on first Wednesday, transport. John McPherson. Um, John, um, the rail link, but just on that, um, Maguire, the member for Broadmeadows, who 
Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. who happens to live in Brighton to represent those people, which is very <laughs> good of him. Um, I suppose if you look across... The bro- the, he's the brother of Eddie, isn't he? That's right. Yes, if you look yes. across the bay, you can almost see, see Broadmeadows from Brighton, I suppose, on a clear day with a, oh, with a nice periscope. Um, but anyway, he's done a report about uh, building smart cities, stronger communities, oh, which, which looks at the um, north and western suburbs of Melbourne. Did he get a junket somewhere before he wrote the oh, report? probably. But he, he says... An airport rail link and the completion of an outer ring road have been proposed as vital to reinvigorating Melbourne. But it's really all about invigor- reinvigorating the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about things like turning rust belts into brain belts and such things. Mm-hmm. But he, he does say that um, we're, a big, we're Australia's fastest growing state and my call for a city deal for Melbourne's north and west is anchored by projects of national significance, the long-awaited rail link to Melbourne Airport, the multi-million dollar missing link in Melbourne's road network, the North East Link, which, you know, is a bit yep. thingy. Yep. Um, and also the, though an, an outer metropolitan ring road, a 100k high-speed transport link for people and freight in the city's north and west. Um, well, that's, that's of course, straight out of the Vic Roads yes, play, that's playbook right. and, uh, and bottom, bottom. Been, been in the plans for 30 years. So in that bottom it's, drawer it's, where they keep all those it's things. Hardly a, it's hardly a new exciting addition. No, no. no. But it said that the Arden Precinct, which is the new North Melbourne station yep. Um, yep. they're going to have with the tunnel project, mm, sure. uh, which will, yeah, was the linchpin between Melbourne's north and west. With easy access to Melbourne Airport, Arden will boost Victoria's productivity and support Melbourne as a global destination. Uh, comment on that, John? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, look so enthused. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, 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 um, it's sort of the, it's, it's what they always say, you know, you know, who was it? Mandy Keelis was her friend who said, but that's what they always say. Or, oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Rice Davies, her name yeah, was that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, they would yeah. say that, wouldn't they? That's, that's right, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Sorry, off the subject, folks. But. That's right. <laughs> You're getting back onto sex again. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to you guys while I've been away? <laughs> we missed well, you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the Profumo scandal. Yes, that's right. Well. Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, yes, 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 um, yes. But yeah, look, it's a sort of exciting. This is this is this will get us going. This is wonderful. Yes, it'll be a wonderful mm. new new node. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, my retort would be: well, be careful what you wish for, and be careful what you you think you might get out of a plan like a like mm. a, a, a rail mm. link to the airport. If it's if it's built in some ways, it can be useful. If it's built as just a high speed rocket sled line from the city to the to the airport with no stops in between, it's not going to be much use to anybody in the north or the west. Mm. Uh, it's, it reminds me of a number of reports um, over the years, some of which I've been involved in, actually, yeah, yeah. where they seem to come out, get a bit of publicity, and then get, gather dust in a drawer mm. forever, mm. and never mm. nothing ever happens. Mm. It sounds like that sort of report. Well, and Vic Roads, Vic Roads will go on doing its thing, you know, yeah. come hell or high well, water. <laughs> well, hell. Yeah, hell, certainly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mentioned last week, John, on this program, because I thought it was getting quite exciting, on the, mm-hmm. um, on the Monday of last week, the yeah. Herald Sun had a headline, City to Airport in 30 Minutes. This is the 
wonderful new rail line. And the very next day, the headline was airport rail travel 15 minutes. So (laughs) in a day, we'd halved. Now, I reckon by by eight years' time, if it is built in that time, if it halves by day, you'll get to the airport two and a half weeks before the flight. (laughs) Or before you left the city. That's right. That's right. They're building a time machine. That's right. It's very exciting. Yeah, well, well, you see, that, that is... And that is an interesting um, case of, you know, the not well maybe muddled thinking is the way to describe it. But um, what do we want? <laughs> you know, do we what do we want? Do we want a useful link that that will enhance the metropolitan rail system, or do we want this this super exciting, fast, super yeah, fast city thing direct that, that is only. That's only useful for people, you know, heading from the CBD. The fifteen-minute one seems that it's the rail. It's it's actually a comes proposal by the Rail Futures Institute. Oh, them, yeah. Um, Secretary Bill Russell, that Bill Russell from Monash, yeah, the yeah, same Bill yeah, Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, he said operate operational reliability at much higher levels than previously seen in Australia was achievable with technology used in Asian and and European cities. Well, that's true. It must be faster than any private car, taxi or bus alternative. Hmm. Rail Futures is confident that a suitably designed and operated rail corridor can readily achieve travel times in the range of 15 to 20 minutes, inclusive of the Sunshine Stop. He said the airport link must be totally independent of existing suburban lines and have its own specially designed trains to meet the needs of airline travellers. Well, that's where we start to disagree, isn't it? Well, that's where I start to disagree, but most people seem to say, yes, please, they like the like that that rail futures idea, um, but that's that's the standalone you know mm. high speed city mm. to the airport ha- airport thing which I'm a bit suspicious of. I guess the idea is that you can if you have it direct from the city, mm. you avoid this ha- having a train that stops all the time, and then people in theory it should still be quicker if I like come from Northcote and go to the city and then take a train, if the train's like 15 minutes, it's mm. just as quick as if I took the train from Northcote well, or something yeah, like well that. Yeah, well, that's, you, you, you're, you're touching on that's some the of the issues because yeah. people have got to come from all sorts of directions, Different directions. Yeah. To, to get on this thing. Yeah. And if the only place they can get on is the CBD, yeah. it may not be as useful as it could be if it... Yeah, you know, if it, it but but although Bill does acknowledge that Sunshine would still be a stop, yeah, which would be useful for the west and from Geelong, Ballarat, and Bendigo. Yes, that's yeah, you know, yeah, um, I'd have to come to the city. But it, the thing is that it's still really hard to get um, east west mm, if yeah. you're in, for example, the north. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. but I don't think that there's there's ever going to be enough market to build a rail line east west no. heading to the airport. Yeah. But there might be. A, there's there's a market for good bus bus services. Yes, yeah, uh, and uh, more frequent ones. Um, there are you know there are things like that that yeah. that need to be done as well as well as the train. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit dubious about the idea of the standalone. Mm. rinky-dink, super-duper train. Well, you're looking at a much higher fare with that well, as well. I mean, I mean, we've here. argued that we've argued for years on this program, John, mm. that, that if, if it is a link to the airport, mm. you should be able to go there on a normal Mikey yep. ticket. Normal fare. Yeah. 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 Which, of course, you, there is a bus from the airport that no... Takes you across the Broadway. Yeah, it's that's very right. difficult to find because I've goes, taken it one goes time. Goes by Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And also you have to walk <laughs> <laughs> through... 
a thousand kilometres <laughs> yes. to get the bus stop. <laughs> so. Well, once once Terminal Four opened, they decided that the the, the um, bus that can take you to Broadmeadow Station yeah. didn't have to serve the other terminals because yeah. it'd be only poor people using <laughs> Terminal Four <laughs> who want to get on the bus. Well, that's yeah. kind you of see, that's accurate. the sort of the sort of thinking, and you, you know, you do roll your eyes. I, I um. Still have a problem with the, you know, the high concept train that charges say thirty dollars a, mm, a trip. Mm. Um, I I don't I I don't see why, if you want to get there in ultimate comfort, um, well maybe you couldn't take a taxi, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, just you know, I'm not sure the train has to be faster than anything else either. Yeah. I, I certainly agree it has to be frequent and it has to be reliable. Mm. Um, but what Bill's talking about there is the train with its own pair of tracks with nothing else mm. getting in the way, I think. Yeah. And that, that could that could cost 5 or $10 billion to build. Um, but I'm just not sure that that, that makes uh, sense uh, in the scheme. They seem to have definitely settled on the Sunshine route now. Yes, um, yes. You've suggested they could even have a second route. Mm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> We've had all these years trying to get one. That's right. <laughs> well, it, well really no, it's in, no, it's, it is interesting. I, I mean, I've always been a proponent of the cheap and cheerful Broadmeadows route, um, which mm-hmm. you could probably build for about $1 billion. Just extend the Broadmeadows line, Across basically. country, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing, nothing in the way, no housing, nothing. It's across to the airport, it's about 7 k's. Wow. Um, and judging by what it costs to build a Mernda extension... Um, just right now, uh, on the um, you know extending the line from mm. South Morang up to Munda, uh, that's costing about six or seven hundred million. So let's be really generous and say a line about the same length going to the airport would cost one billion. One billion, yeah. Um, that that um, still looks attractive to me because it brings more of the metro area mm-hmm. uh, into the into the um, airport. Um, Mm. Catchment, and it would also provide the the um, the line from um, you know Seymour, Albury, Shepparton, all the trains coming down that line that would then get an interchange at Broadmeadows mm. to the airport, the same as the Ballarat line and the Bendigo and the Geelong line are going to get through Sunshine. Mm. Um, uh, you would you would run the trains via Broadmeadows to the airport as part of the service on the Craggy Burn line, a proportion of those trains mm. would would turn turn left at Broadmeadows and they would also service, you know, the ordinary part of the line south of Broadmeadows as well. So mm. they so they wouldn't be the absolutely special super fast trains. And a train a train going that way I I think would possibly take no more than forty minutes to get to the airport. But if you can get to the airport reliably in forty minutes, paying a met top from the fare, city, yeah, on, you know mm. zone two, zone one two fare, mm. um, that that frankly would be very useful for a lot of people who are not only um, mm. airport passengers, uh, people are going to fly, but but people who work at the airport, and that's around fifteen thousand mm. thousand people, people who are yeah. currently driving or nearly all of them are driving, driving. yeah, mm. of course, and of course. A lot of a lot of people who work at the airport would live in that corridor, that, that area, um, yeah. Broadmeadows corridor, mm. and so the train would be quite useful for them getting to work. 
mm. um, at the airport as well. Mm. Um, anyhow, it's just you know just a just a thought. In terms of the cost of the ticket, <laughs> it would run. In, sorry, it would run. In, it could run into the same station, obviously, at the airport, just coming from the other end. You know, same station mm. as as the train coming by Sunshine. Oh, so you'd have mm. both. I have both. Yeah. Platform uh, one and platform two, John. Absolutely, maybe <laughs> three and four as well. Yeah. But um, you know, a big. Um, I mean, uh, for instance, um, Heathrow in London only has a bit over twice as many passengers a year as as Melbourne Airport, would you believe? About 70 million. Mm. Um, um, Tullamarine's around 30 million and rising fast. They have mm. three different train options. At Heathrow. At Heathrow. And, they, mm. and they're planning on having more, mm. you know, mm. from all over, um, you know, the the um, southeast of England. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really interesting comparison. Uh, because, I mean, the the... Airport traffic is just growing, really. Like, mm. isn't it? Like, it's not going to become less. And that's why. I mean, they've, they've been putting it off for years, but they've reached the stage where the congestion is so bad, they've got to do something about it. Yeah. Traffic congestion. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I went out there. I did take a taxi to the airport um, a couple of weeks ago, and we went via a route that took you through the middle of the, the car park. I mean, it's the car park. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. As somebody said, it looks like it goes over the, the curve of the earth. You know, it's so huge. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. incredible. But at the other end, of course, you're going to Brisbane, I know. Um, mm. You use the train there, yes, did you not? Yes, yes. Yeah. The, train, the train works reasonably well in Brisbane. It's not frequent enough. It runs every 15 minutes at what they deem to be peak, peak periods. But otherwise, it's only every half hour. Mm. Um, it's, it's very convenient. You just walk, walk across from the terminal. Yep. straight onto the platform. And the trains are they're very comfortable. Mm. They're not mm. fast into the city, but um, but yep. Brisbane traffic can be as bad as Melbourne's traffic, and so a lot of people use the train just to avoid yeah. getting caught in the traffic. And you're saying they actually come from the Gold Coast. They go yes. through Brisbane into the airport. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. stop all along the way into Brisbane along a particular line. Uh, is like, it's a partial express. Yeah, right. It, so it misses some stations. It misses quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. But uh, it's speaking of comparison with other cities, in terms of cost, um, I flew up into Sydney a while ago, and I recall that the train, the airport train in Sydney, used to be cheap. It used to be like a normal fare. I don't know if I've remembered that incorrectly, but when I went to go this time, mm-hmm. it was seventeen dollars. It's it's. It's never been the normal fare to the airport. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, what they changed have... was that there were two other stations on the route to the airport that used to have a premium fare as well, but they've now got a normal, ordinary fare. Ah. So, that, but they're still they're still charging the uh, the the uh, special fare. The, the, so you can get off a station short and walk <laughs> yes, with, all, with all your luggage. If you're feeling, if you're feeling <laughs> really fit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but, yeah. but certainly the the um, again the 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 airport thing sort of works in Sydney, but you can find yourself trying to force your way onto a very crowded train, uh-huh. particularly you know in the morning, yep. because the trains are coming in from the southwest part of Sydney and coming through the airport. Yeah, uh, and then and then of course there is the issue of of, of luggage as well. But um, so there's some there is some balance to be struck, I think, between between um, um, a train that's sort of an affordable price, and and um, you know 
being able to get on the train and having a reasonably comfortable ride. Mm. Yeah. One that's a, a fit for purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then on the other hand, you see, I, I, I would argue, well, if you really want a luxurious trip into the city, get yourself a taxi or a hire car, you know. And get stuck in traffic for yeah, <laughs> your yeah, entire trip. Right. But really, you know, really. <laughs> Wave to the train as it goes past. Yeah, yeah, but that's, you see, but to see what's happening there is everybody using the train is being charged a premium so you don't get stuck yeah, in traffic because yeah. you don't want to... Yeah, you know, you want to you want to use the train, and you want the train to to work to your convenience, uh-huh. but you're making everybody charge be charged that extra an expensive fare. amount. Yeah. What mm. what is the estimate on what the ticket cost will be for an airport train? Nobody's, no idea. No, no, no. Well, now it's no. what what Skybus around twenty dollars, is it? Something like so twenty something, maybe twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So I think you can guess. And no concession. Why is there no, uh, no concession there on the Skybus? There's a like a slightly cheaper if you buy a return, but I yes, don't think yeah. they acknowledge any they like, dis- acknowledge like concession cards anymore. or no. yeah. If you work at the airport, there are ways you can get a you can okay, get a cheaper trip on Skybus. Apparently, uh, they don't they don't ever mention it. But it's no, very, yeah. very and they never mention that that there's a, a normal no, Mikey no. ticketed bus either no. that goes to Broadmeadow Station. No, no. Yeah. See that that I mean it is it is it is ridiculous that there isn't a. You know, shuttle to the yeah. to Broadmeadow Station direct mm. on the fastest route. I think you can't even find the you know even when you look on PT Victoria mm. like on their app and website and mm. stuff, you have to click through all these boxes and uncheck a bunch of bunch of like things oh. to even find that local bus. God, you don't want to make it easy for people. <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's one I don't the, know how much Skybus is paying. Um, it's PT. one of the orbital. It's one of the orbital bus buses, which which are you know a good thing. But yeah. But 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 really, you imagine know, if you lived in Broadmeadows and you got into the airport and had to take the Skybus to the city and then the train back out to the end of the Broadmeadows line. <laughs> well, of course you don't do you. You, no. get, your, you get your cousin with yeah, a car to exactly. come and pick you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's right. But, it's, but that's you know that's. Crazy too. So mm. they've now decided they made these decisions. Yeah. They're now saying they're going to start construction could start by 2022 mm. and be completed by 26. Why the inordinate delay? I mean, is, <laughs> is, is it to do with a need for land acquisitions or I, something? Or? I think they just have to do all this planning, Kevin. Oh, all right. Well, they've, had a, they've had a while to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember standing up at some inquiry about a rail link. Done by the Department of Transport 15 years ago, standing up there for the PTA and giving our opinion. Yeah, yeah. I presume whatever it was hasn't really happened. Well, yet. no, it all vanished into the, <laughs> into the ether. The great shredder in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. As, a, as it was replaced by yeah. a road. Uh-huh. That's right. Well, so yeah, look, and of course, you know, it, it is a good idea to to you know to get the regional services. Hooked, hooked in there well too by via sunshine and that's 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 a good idea but then just to muddy the water a bit further the premier then started to talk about really high speed trains to Geelong yeah. <laughs> mm. I feel like it's only when you think about it, like a link from the city that goes via Sunshine yeah. services the west and uh-huh. the southwest, uh-huh. and people in and around the city, and also people in the east because yes. they'd have to go through the city anyway. Correct. It's only the people who live in the north yes. that are kind of like most yes. most disadvantaged because yes. we're actually really close to the airport here. Uh-huh. We're like a twenty minute drive if you can get someone. Fifteen minutes if there's no traffic, and you can get someone <laughs> to drive you. Yeah, um, what was that? If there's no what? If there's no <laughs> TR. Uh, 
anyway. Yeah, well, uh, it's a long wait though from 1am to about 8am for your flight at 6am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the people in the north just don't have any link mm. to the airport. That's, well, that's, yeah. well, that's where the broad, broad Meadows thing would help. Yeah. Um, but you still have to get to Broad Meadows as well, which is a... Oh well, you, you get to a station on that. Get to line. a station on that line, you know. Yeah. But that's a problem across Melbourne generally. That circumferential travel. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I live. I live in Brunswick. Northcote is um, is as the crow flies very short away. Mm. But often, particularly at night when the mm. buses aren't running and mm. they're pretty unreliable anyway, mm. you've got to go into the city and out again yeah. to go mm. to Northcote, for instance, which it's you can crazy. do. You know, on a bike, you can do it in five minutes or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 the way the cookie crumbles. We don't ever seem to have learnt that we you have to have good bus networks to support mm. your trains and your and your trams. Mm. You simply do. Um, again, if you look at London, I mean, you know, they have they have very intense bus services, even though they've got the tube network and mm. and um, suburban suburban rail all over all over London. You have to have. Mm. The buses to yeah. support because there are lots and lots of routes where you can't justify a rail line where there's a real need. Mm. Um, mm. Um, but but certainly you know bringing the Broad Meadows line into somehow into the airport would be useful, and maybe the upfield line could be um, you know. <laughs> We might, into even, that as well. we might even get trains on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, maybe the, the upfield line, could, the top of the upfield line, could come come round and terminate at Broadmeadows. <laughs> yeah. Wow! <laughs> no, I woke up this morning and heard the whistle of the train at the next station. I thought, ah, oh, well, it's uh, it must be time to uh, turn the radio on, and it was. It was it was um, the replay of the law reports so just before <laughs> six o'clock. So there you are. Probably good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's that's um, that's. That's that's the sort of issues they're up against, mm. um, and and you know the, the airport is one of the biggest um, hubs in the whole metro area. It you know generates mm. as many trips as, as I think I think Monash well I think Monash University and the Clayton Clayton campus and that whole area there is now regarded as being a very big mm. generator of trips as well. And that's how is that? Service for public transport. <laughs> well, well, not a bad question. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because the state government wants, wants to build a tram from Caulfield to to the Monash mm. campus. I remember talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where in fact the rail line runs, you know, from Caulfield, not quite to Monash, but very close. Mm. And surely, you know, a short branch line to Monash that can mm. later be extended out to Roville would be what you'd build. You would mm. not build a whole new tram line all mm. the way from... Well, Cornfield. when at first, when, when Monash started and then not that long after, they built the Waverley footy ground, which has now yeah. been come redundant. But it, um, and so you had them very close to each other. You had yes. two major areas people went to with yeah. no, no mm. real public transport. Mm. But there was a plan way back then, and this mm. goes back to, what, the 60s or yeah, 70s, 60s yeah. um, to actually run that link from, from the Nong rail line right across to Monash and then ongoing down to the Waverley footy ground. Yep. But it just never happened. No, no. Uh, and in the meantime, whatever land they think they had reserved has been sold for residential or whatever, so it makes it even more There's difficult. a wide, wide median mm. in, one of, in the main road that could possibly be used. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, so once again, the the story is we 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 have a pretty bad, a pretty bad, um, um, you know, 
pretty bad rate of it. Our planning seems to be pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. What that actually turns into action? Well, it doesn't yeah. ever seem much to turn into action, except where roads are concerned. Uh, we're we're terrific at widening all the freeways. They keep mm. on getting wider and wider mm. uh, and wider. Um, and every time they get widened, we're told this is the answer. And yeah, this, this, this will it. fix it this, this time. This will fix yep. the problem. Yep, yep. And that fixes it for another and five years. And then it years. becomes then it becomes the problem yet again. Yeah, and yeah. on you go. Yeah, on we go. As I keep saying, it's the only thing that gets me to quote the Bible. <laughs> freeways beget freeways beget freeways beget freeways beget freeways. Not in the Bible. Oh, they yeah. had freeways back then. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Actually, there's that famous story I've told many times. That you know the one about the German American in Germany. That, it's a true story. Really? Passenger. Well, a, the bloke who told the story was a Catholic priest sitting in the front of this American tourist. So if a Catholic priest doesn't tell a lie, then it's a true story. They were flying out of German city, Frankfurt or somewhere, uh-huh. where as they flew over, there was this beautiful old medieval cathedral and next to it a motorway, you know, whatever they call them over there. Thing, oh, autobahn. Motorbahn. Um, and the American tourist said, how stupid. Why would you build a cathedral next to a freeway? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. It's a weird place to build a cathedral. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, well, the Germans, the Germans had their motorway fetishes in the middle of the 20th century, just like everybody else. Yeah, but on that ridiculous note, <laughs> we're out of time. Yeah. Well, John, we'll see you again in a month. You've got to wait four weeks now. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I don't think we solved any issues to do with the airport railing, but I hope, I hope I've introduced a few more In fact, today being the first, you've probably got to wait five weeks. It's probably five Wednesdays this ah, month. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll look really, at the oh, calendar. Yeah. Oh, this. That must be, because... Um, yeah. Add 28 and it's coming. 29th will be a Wednesday, so there are going to be five Wednesdays. How exciting. Yes, there oh, we are. More city go. limits That's for right. your buck. Kind of. City limits extra. Thanks, John, and th- thank Meg for uh, taking your day off and coming in, Jack. Yeah, thanks, Meg. It's great to see you, see you back. By I'm really happy to be here. Meg, it is great to see you back, though, seriously. Good. Thank you, Kevin. Okay. It's That's good right. to be back. Okay.